Throw on your Jinkos, Baby Tees, and Doc Martens, grab your Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper, and join Jackie and Danielle on a journey to the late 90s as we reminisce about the movies of our youth on the No More Late Fees podcast. Don't forget your flannel and butterfly clips. And remember, be kind and rewind. What's up, rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so don't be blasting it over the speakers at school or at work or some other public place that has people with sticks at their butts, okay? I'm assuming if you're listening, you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. Enjoy! All I had to, you know what I had for dinner tonight? <laughs> Pita chips and hummus. I mean, that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> it's not too bad. No, it's not like it's really unhealthy. I mean, you know. Hummus is good hummus for is you. Decent, yeah. Think. Yeah, it's sabra. Mm, fancy. Sabra hummus. So fancy. So fancy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Out of eye right there. Boom, boom, boom. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Rewatch Recap again. Uh, we are on episode five of my so-called life titled The Zit. I am here with Kay from Fuck My Work Life, and she is going to take over the recapping efforts for this episode, and I'm just going to chime in. Um, this episode's really good. It's got, uh, I want to call teenage body horror <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a way, basically. When you have a zit, that's that's body horror mm-hmm. when you're a teenager. Um, and basically how everything affects Angela and uh, it's all about their appearance. Everybody's everyone about how we see ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. You know, everybody, every single Mm -hmm. person has something to say about their own looks in this episode, Mm -hmm. which is great. So I thought Kay might have fun with this one. I don't know. So we'll see how she does. uh (laughs) No pressure. Pressure's on. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Go now. Go. So like Dustin said, this is titled the zit. And it originally aired on September 22nd of 1994. So, okay. We open on the school hallway and like the doors at the end of the hallway open and Sharon walks in with a jock who we learn is Kyle Vinovich. I think I'm saying that correctly. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. And they're like, they're whispering to each other and holding hands and kind of all goo goo gaga over each other. And Angela's just kind of looking on in wonder, staring at him. And then the voiceover says, Sharon's life is like developing in this natural, healthy way, while my life is like clogged, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which I love. <laughs> like a damn toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharon's life flushes. Yeah. <laughs> My, and I'm a floater. My needs Roto-Rooter. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan walks up and sees Angela kind of staring at them and says, oh, yeah, Chersky and Vinovich, you didn't know? I think they met at the game, probably the big game, possibly the big away game. <laughs> and Angela says, should we be like attending those things? And Ryan's like, please grip yourself. <laughs> 
I'm like, are you wanting to watch? Right. Like, what's what was, <laughs> are you paying attention to what she just said? I know. <laughs> so did you? Innuendo much? Did you? Were you into going to the big games in high school, Dustin? Literal big games? No. Any games? <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't go to the big away game either. No. Like. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have the big away game until I was twenty. So, um, wait, what are we talking late, about here? Late, <laughs> what do you think we're talking about? Football, oh, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I went to the away games when I was twenty for my high school football. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> what happened to you, Dustin? <laughs> I was really into sports in my high school. Okay. No. Innuendo. Or yes. No. <laughs> like things going on with kids and body issues in this episode. It's like. I love this next scene though, mm-hmm. when they go to the the uh, the dude's class. He's like, "Let's throw in Kafka's Metamorphosis." Yes, <laughs> like it seems like that's what they're gonna do. Like, I got an idea, guys. Everybody's going through body issues. Let's do Kafka's Metamorphosis. It, it's fitting. It's so fitting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we're yeah, so we're in the classroom now. I'm guessing English class because um, they're talking about metamorphosis, and uh, the teacher asks the class what a metamorphosis is and brian's like when somebody totally changes into something else or just when anything changes shape and as he says shape he stares across the room at sharon's chest (laughs) it's just like okay horny brian calm down oh my god like don't be obvious or anything (laughs) he's so obvious in this episode it's it's kind of disgusting (laughs) and Meanwhile, while this is all going on, Angela is just staring at the zit on her chin in her little compact mirror, just agonizing over it. And what's funny is that you're drawing more attention to it by messing with it and looking at it and everything. Like, mm-hmm. stop. No one really notices. No one's going to you know? notice if you just leave it alone. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And then the teacher asks what it means to call something Kafka-esque. And Brian, still obsessing over Sharon's chest, says, when something seems like a total nightmare and you can't believe it's really happening, only it is. And Angela's voiceover says, like Sharon Chersky having a boyfriend and not me. Yeah, tables have turned. Angela thought she was like the cool one having the new cool friends. But now Sharon's got a boyfriend. And it's uh, we found out more about that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. There's something. Uh, I have a, I have a note here somewhere about that coming up. So, and so now, like th- I feel like this episode jumps all over the place because now we're in the girls' restroom, and and Ricky and Rayanne are talking about how basically Ricky's getting shit because he's always hanging out in the girls' restroom. Did I miss something? No, that was right. Oh, okay. <laughs> just the yeah. look on no, your face. The, I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> sorry. No, like Ricky's like, I don't want to be a girl. I just want to hang with yeah. girls. <laughs> And then he starts like going around saying, you know, goodbye, leaky faucets. <laughs> goodbye, soap dispenser that never had soap in it. Goodbye, too hot radiator. And then Angela walks and she goes, oh, scarecrow, I think I'll miss you most of all. <laughs> and that's when the flyer comes oh, in. Oh, yes, the flyer. So this piece of paper gets slipped under the door and Rayanne grabs it and says, it says, sophomore girls, the top 40 along the top. Mm. So... Rayanne starts like reading it and she's, oh, the first one's obvious, hottest sophomore babe. And they all say Casey Hall. (laughs) And Angela's, I love Angela's voice over here. (laughs) Casey Hall is like the prettiest girl in our class, maybe even the whole school, maybe even America. (laughs) 
I know. I'm like, who? What is she smoking? I like, know. That girl's not that pretty at all. I'm like, no. you guys, you and Rayanne and Sharon, you're all ten times <laughs> right? prettier than this girl is. I think it's because she kind of looks stupid. <laughs> She's a blonde, and she kind of has a stupid look on her face, like, huh? yeah. And that's what that's guys like. I don't know. Yeah, I, straight guys. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> straight guys love those blonde girls. They love them stupid blonde girls. <laughs> no offense, straight guys. <laughs> And no offense, stupid blonde girls. Yes, exactly. But hey, they love you, so why do you care? You know, you're 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 having a good life. You're fine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then also on the list is like best butt, best legs. They're going down the list, and um, Angela sees Sharon's name, and she's like, "What, Sharon?" And that Sharon has won for best Hooters, (laughs) and Ryan says, "Well, they are quite sizable." Like, the whole Ooh. first 10 minutes is all of well this whole episode i feel like it's about sharon's boobs <laughs> i know and, and you know what though i'm like so they cast this actress and i'm like did they know did they had this episode written before they cast her or are they like this girl's got a big boobs we should do an episode about her boobs right? <laughs> let's highlight the young female actress boobs that sounds like a good idea i mean yeah, I don't know. And the one thing I got mad about, so going back to best butt, I'm like, she goes, she said, Rayanne's like, she, that's no lie. She sits in front of me in homeroom. And I'm like, I've seen better butts on a pancake. Like, <laughs> like it's not that good of a butt. It was a very I'm like, flat butt. It was a good 90s butt, maybe. I, know. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know, you know, Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda type butt, you know, like, it just wasn't. I don't know, but what was it? Uh, they said best legs, and Rayanne's like, in what universe? And Ricky's like, it is who you know. <laughs> and then Rayanne says, her ankles are like ham. No. <laughs> Come on, Rayanne. Like, Rayanne's my best friend. <laughs> She's my best friend. <laughs> uh. But yeah, back to Sharon. It, it does get Angela very upset, mm-hmm. very fast like she's just what mm-hmm. and she just like starts talking about who asked them to you know to name off all these people and you know she's really pissed yeah, she is not happy about it and then like so they're going off on that and then rayanne gets ecstatic she's like oh my god angela i'm on it <laughs> she gets so excited that she's on it for most slut potential <laughs> she's like do you love it, Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> do you love it? <laughs> she's like having the best day ever and Angela's still kind of looking, and Ricky says, don't worry, you're not on it. She's like, I don't care if I'm on it or not. That's not the point. And Ricky just says, I just meant you don't get noticed. You blend in, unlike, say, me, who basically never will. And this is, like, the absolutely wrong thing to say to Angela. Like, she doesn't want to blend in, <laughs> you know? Like, she wants to be noticed, Hello, she dyed her hair looks like right? crimson glow, yes. you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. And like he was just trying Poor to be Ricky, nice though. and like, I know. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll never blend in. He wants to blend in. Right. He doesn't want to stand out right now because he gets picked on all the time. Yeah. You know, so. Poor Ricky. I know. I love Ricky. So did you, did you guys ever have anything like this growing up? Like best lists or kids were mean. I don't think so because they would. They would track that down fast. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't in my, at least not my grade. Not, I don't remember hearing about it. Um, I don't think so. Maybe there was. I don't know. 
but it was something that we got it would get squashed right away. Like yeah. all the teachers would take stuff up if, if they did it. I don't remember that at all. But did you? Did you have any of that? I mean, we didn't have flyers like this, but people I, I feel like it was more junior high than high school, but girls would make slam books. Have you ever heard of these? Mm, yeah. 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 We did do slam books. Where it was just kind of like kind of like similar categories but also meaner categories and it would get passed around and everyone would like write down who they thought fit in that category and it was really kind of mean and disgusting but kids suck so (laughs) we did it yeah (laughs) but yeah we didn't have any any list like this but oh man when that slam book would come across your desk and you're just like oh shit i don't want to see where my name falls on any of these categories no well i don't think i was ever listed on any of those things i was kind of under the radar for the most part I don't remember if I was or not. I'm sure I was. My memory sucks, but (laughs) (laughs) I do remember. That was so long ago. I mean, it was. (laughs) But I can't remember last week all that well either. So, (laughs) oh. All right. So moving on, they're they're outside of the school, and Rayanne's still talking about being potential slut. And she's like, where do people get that kind of idea about me? About me? And Ricky says, research. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. And Angela wants to know. If and it, the fact that she's so like, yep, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's just kind of like, <laughs> you know. okay. Yeah, she's, she's into it. But Angela asks her if it makes her mad. And she says, no, that she has the right to live her own life. And then Angela says she doesn't want people saying that about her. And Rianne replies, or maybe not about you, because we're friends. And Angela says, that's not it. But then the voiceover says, or maybe it was kind of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lots of mm-hmm. lots of layers happening here. Layers upon layers. Layers upon layers. It's an onion. Oh, my god. Unclog, gosh. Angela. So now we're at band practice. And Sharon is singled out to play a solo on her clarinet because, of course, they give her a phallic instrument to blow into. And then... <laughs> All the boys are just staring at her in her chest while she's playing. And she's kind of like looking around awkwardly like, what the fuck is going on? And afterwards, she asks Brian what's going on. And he mentions the pole, which she did not know about. And when she asks what pole, he replies, I don't know. I mean, I don't condemn it, but I don't, staring at her chest, condone it (laughs) and just kind of walks out. It's like, you Seems like you do condone it, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Dirty little perv, Brian. Let me ask you this real quick. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, Sharon is dating this popular jock guy, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know. I mean, do you have, did you have popular girls who were in band? No. <laughs> That's what I'm like, huh? You would have to be popular. I mean, just, or you would become popular dating somebody who's popular. Right. You know what I mean? Like, somehow. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. I don't, what? <laughs> like how does this work out i don't know yeah i mean i think they kind of touch on that later on where you know there's a reason the popular jock guy wanted to date her because she has yeah that's true huge boobs huge knockers <laughs> um big knockers big boobs. and when you were talking about the phallic symbol stuff she was playing clarinet and the thing that bothered me because i played clarinet for one year mm-hmm. and I, I often made first chair i was really good at it but I just didn't like playing clarinet. Yeah. And she was not blowing into that clarinet correctly. She was just like, <laughs> she was like, she, literally like she was giving it a yeah. blowjob. Like that's how she was doing yeah. it. I'm like, no, you, you tuck mm-hmm. in your lip when you do it. Yep. You know, 
and I know how to play clarinet. I don't remember like the finger movements, but I know how to blow. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know my finger movements, but I know how to blow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, so hello. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. All right, so <laughs> Brian is okay. Bri- back to Brian. He is obviously a sexually repressed nerd. Oh, yeah. It's very, very, very evident. So, yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. He needs to. Meanwhile, he needs something in his life. Okay, <laughs> we're back to Angela, and she's in her room staring at her zit again in the mirror. She says, "Okay, so I have a zit. I have a zit on my chin. It's not the end of the world, exactly." <laughs> then Pat, Patty calls her down to dinner. Uh, at the dinner table, Patty brings up this mother-daughter fashion show that they've done like a few years in a row. And of course, Angela's so not into it this year. And she says, I can't believe you're making me do this. Patty says, I can't believe you don't want to. And of course, Danielle says, I'll do it. And she gets brushed off once again. <laughs> Nobody cares what Danielle wants. <laughs> Poor, you know, I feel so bad for Danielle. She's like, I'll do it. I'll, you know, and then Patty, I'm sorry, honey, but it's really for girls who are older than mm-hmm. you. And I'm like, um, really? Is it? No. It's like right about that age. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then Angela says, Mom, the only reason you want to go is because everyone told you how great you looked. And then they start teasing her. Did you ever model professionally? I can't believe you have a teenage daughter because you look and everyone says, so young. So young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but then after some classic Patty mom manipulation, Angela eventually gives in and agrees to do it. Mm hmm. Okay, so now we are in Graham and Patty's bedroom, and they're getting ready for bed, having one of their classic Graham and Patty conversations where they're just kind of sort of talking to each other, but not. <laughs> they're talking about their own things to the other one, but the other one's not usually listening, or they're half listening. Right. Or... <laughs> but Patty... I guess it's kind of like a real marriage. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, at least they're talking. <laughs> I guess that's something. <laughs> Uh, so Patty's going on and on about why she wants Angela to do the fashion show. And Graham says, plus she'll be the prettiest mom there. And then Patty mentions the wrinkles on her face, which Graham says, they don't bother him. And that is not what Patty wanted to hear. Yeah, uh-huh, you admit you noticed. <laughs> you admit I have wrinkles. Well, yes, honey, you're like a 40-something-year-old woman with two children. You're going to have wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, there was something I wanted to talk about real quick. Sorry. Back at dinner when they're talking about, you know, don't you, you know, um, Angela's like, dad, don't you think matching outfits is sick? And he's like, I don't think it's sick. It's unbelievably corny. And then Daniel's like, I don't think it's so corny. What is corny? Yeah. And I'm like, and then I started thinking, I went, how do you describe corny to somebody? Well, I would say cheesy, but then I don't know if that would help. No, it's like, how would you like, how would you describe that? Like, in, how would you put that into a definition, I guess, without Morning. looking it up, I guess? God, I have no idea. Like, oh, something overdone yeah. and expected. Overdone. And to the point where it's, it's so overdone. Like it's expected, you yeah. know, like, I don't know about corny. Kind of, I guess. I think that's a pretty good explanation for it. Overdone. Uh, yeah. Over- expected, but also like cringeworthy yeah in a way yeah kind of slightly cringy kind of cringy yeah. yeah 
if you have an idea of what, how we should, I don't know why I'm pointing at somebody. Um, <laughs> you literally did not seem to point, but I'm pointing. Um, <laughs> if you have an idea, audience, of what Courtney definition could be without looking it up, mm-hmm. give us one. Drop us a note. Yeah. Do it. I want to hear all the corny explanations. <laughs> okay. So now we're in the women's restroom again, and Angela is now covering her zit. And then Sharon walks in. Um, Angela asks her if she's going to the fashion show and then Sharon just kind of completely ignores her. And then they, I know it's, it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. They have this kind of like back and forth and not nice words to each other. And then Sharon at the end just says, go squeeze your zit (laughs) to which Angela replies, congratulations on the poll. Oh, you didn't know you're on it. And then she looks at her chest and says, they both are can't believe you didn't know and then just walks out damn like don't get on angela's bad side she will come fighting with those words no and it's just like god damn angela but you could kind of see she's such a great actress because she said it and she had just had that look of kind of pettiness on her face but as soon as the words came out of her mouth like just her face changed a little bit like shit i kind of regret being this kind of person like just the subtle yeah. looks on her face she's so good <laughs> like she's such a good actress well that's the thing like because she's talking to sharon hey are you doing this fashion show thing my mom said you were and she's and she's not responding to her mm-hmm. she's like oh so i can't talk to you now well excuse me for daring to talk to you yeah. and she's like well excuse me for being someone you think I'm, I'm worthy enough to talk to you know they get into this thing yeah and then she's oh school go squeeze your zit and it's like oh no she's been obsessing about this uh-huh. and she's been, it's been building this whole episode. And it's not even that far into the episode. Yeah. It's just been building already. Yeah. And you're like, oh, here it comes. You know. Teenage girls know what buttons to push. Like they know how to find your worst insecurity and harp on that. <laughs> like it's Well, because you know, Sharon's walking around like covering her books over her chest. Yeah. She has her arms crossed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very obvious. Just like Angela's over here messing with her zit all the time in class. It's like, it's very obvious, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you pay attention. Yeah. We're good at that. I say we <laughs> when I was a teenage girl. <laughs> now I'm just an old freaking lady. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now we're in, I guess, Patty's bedroom and Sharon's mom, Camille, and Patty, who I can't remember if Camille's been on yet. Has she been on? I don't think so. I think this might have been the first time yeah, she was on. I think so too. And I love it how they introduced her with her jumping onto Patty's bed and going, God, I love other people's beds. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't know why that has always stuck with me. So like when I go to somebody's house and like they ask me to come to their bedroom, like, you know, for something, I kind of wanted to jump on their bed. Like, God, I love other people's beds. <laughs> Ever since. I don't know why. I'm like the exact opposite. I feel really weird getting on other people's beds. I'm just like, I don't know what happens in here. Like, I don't know if I want to sit down on it. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, if it looks like a nice, you know, it's made, yeah. it's got a nice duvet. And, you I know. know, I still feel weird. I'm weird, okay? <laughs> it's okay. Okay. So, yeah. Sh- you do you. Sharon's mom, Camille, who we find out, like, Patty and Camille sounds like they've been best friends since high school. So it's kind of mm-hmm. carrying on the tradition with Angela and Sharon. They just went the wrong way. Um, so they're they're talking, and Patty's looking for patterns to make these dresses for the fashion show. And then Camille brings up the pole and how self-conscious Sharon is now. And of course, Patty had no idea 
about the poll because Angela doesn't tell her anything. I love, yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines too. She goes, he goes, you didn't hear about the poll? And Patty goes, we don't hear much. We live in the back. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great Patty line. <laughs> Um, but then she seems like kind of disappointed that Angela wasn't on it a little bit like, oh, I guess my daughter's not popular. <laughs> but then Camille talks about how, well, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're, you're right. You were about to say what I was going to say. Yeah. So Camille talks about how she was fat in high school, but it was a blessing because she could only go up from there. And now she likes the way she looks. And then like Patty kind of gives her this weird little look because i i think kind of underlying through this whole episode like patty's kind of going the other way like patty's starting to feel her age and like losing touch of that like pretty popular girl that she always was so like when Mm -hmm. when camille was like yeah now i feel great because you know she went up from high school so she's like i love my life and how i look now and patty's like oh (laughs) i peaked yep that is the downfall of peaking in high school, everybody. Okay. So now we're in the girls' locker room, which was always a terrifying place. I hated the locker room. We didn't do a lot of locker room stuff. No. Like we like in high school. Like we had a locker room, but the only people who used them, we I don't know. Was there a girls' locker room? I don't mean I don't even know if there was I guess there was for basketball. But we didn't do it for like PE. We didn't get changed or anything like that. We didn't do a lot of like sweaty stuff yeah. for PE. We, it was like, sorry. Um, it was like um, we could participate if we wanted to. Oh. <laughs> they didn't make us do anything in PE. Nice. We could just sit there and talk. It was awesome. Other people did it, but we were like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. We had. It's kind of like a long study hall. We had locker rooms and we had showers that nobody ever used. And I think. Depending on what it was in PE, I think some people would would change. I luckily got out of PE because I was um, I was a dancer, so like my PE was my dance class. But we still had a change for that, yeah. and that was you know put dance clothes on, and I would always just go into a bathroom stall because I was never comfortable. Like just like there were so many girls that would just strip down naked in front of everyone, and I was just like. <gasps> I can't do that. I was so self-conscious. I like go into a bathroom stall and change every day. <laughs> yeah. I got over that when I started doing plays because we didn't have dressing rooms or anything. We mm. just had the band hall, which was next to the stage. Mm-hmm. And so it was just one big open room and, and all the boys and the girls all changed in front of each oh, other. Oh, wow. Like, everything. We all did like, it was because we would have to do quick changes. We just had to get used to it. Yeah. So we all like, weren't like, st- we had things we had to do. We weren't paying attention to the other people. So it was kind of like, it, that kind of helped because we were in a hurry. Yeah. And you had to focus on getting your costume on right, make sure your makeup looked okay still and your hair. And and so you had to get really, you know, so that that kind of got me over that whole, and I was, you know, later on in life, I did a naked play, but I'll talk about that what? later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about this. <laughs> yeah, I did a play um, when I was 25 or something like that. And uh, it was a play where it was all it was a gay play. So it was all gay men in the play, like the characters and the actors. Mm-hmm. And um, we, the, the show was called party and the whole play was, um, it was actually, a, it was like a one act, but it was, a, it was no, there was no break. Uh-huh. It was two hours long. Oh, but there wow. was no break. Okay. And so we, as the play went on, we played this game. It was kind of truth or dare like, and everybody ended up naked by the end of the play. Oh, 
So we're, you know, I'm sitting there naked for at least an hour drinking water out of beer bottles, having to pee so oh bad. God. I'm like, oh my God, I do not, I hope I don't piss on the stage. Please don't let me piss on the stage. Character. It's like a little black box theater. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little black box theater. So there were like people right in front of me, like on the stage, oh, wow. basically. Yeah. And I'm over here. I'm like, oh my God, I got to pee. And the more I had to pee, the more like, my penis like retracted into my body. So because I'm holding it so hard. So I'm like, this is getting smaller <laughs> and there's nothing but gay men in the oh, audience. No. And I'm like, this is, that made me more self-conscious at, at that point. But since I was doing this with other guys, yeah. you know, I wasn't the center of attention. It was, it was better, yeah. but um, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the, I'll show you the poster for that later. I'll, I'll send that to you. That is gutsy. I, I <laughs> mad props to you. I would, not be able to do that, even though I really wanted to be an exotic dancer when I was in high school. So I don't know how that worked out. You, I mean, I, that was your goal. It, I mean, I was just like, that looks like a fun job. I want to do that. They make a lot of money. And I just <laughs> never had the guts to do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we need to talk to Pixie. I, guess. I know, right? Um, you know, maybe we can get some pointers. We'll see. We should start anyway. A, 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 30, 30 plus strip club. <laughs> 30 plus, yeah, 30 plus, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> More on the plus side. Yeah, 30 plus, plus, plus. I wasn't quite sure how old you were, so I didn't want to say 40 plus in case you weren't in that category yet. <laughs> I am, okay. sadly. Okay. I am. All right, then a 40 plus strip club. <laughs> I'm just like, a, I'm like a couple of years younger than you, I think. Okay. So. <laughs> I forget how far into my 40s I am. All right. No. <laughs> it's fine. It's just a number, right? Yeah. What I wanted to point out, though, by the way, completely going back to this girls' locker room mm-hmm. scene, is Venus DeMilo Thomas from Salute Your Shorts. She's back. She was in an episode before. Oh, okay. And they brought her back in this episode. And she's the one talking to Sharon and that other girl, Gina, the creepy girl from the gun episode that went to interview Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. For the school paper. Yep. And a very overdressed Sharon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like thick sweatshirt and stuff. Yeah. Everybody's in t-shirts and tank tops. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> but yeah, the, the black girl is Venus DeMilo Thomas. Okay. Salute your shorts. She played, uh, God, what was her name? Telly? That was her name. I think she was the sporty girl in in the cabin, the girl's cabin. Did you ever watch Salute Your Shorts? I did not. Oh, I know. It was a fun show. That's a fun camp show. So if you get the chance, do it. Was that a, was that Nickelodeon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a sitcom. It's kind of more. It was Nickelodeon was really good with their sitcoms, though. They were very much more mature yeah. than they probably should have been. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So the best episode is the Zeke the Plumber episode. That freaking episode is freaky. It's scary. Is it? It still kind of gives me nightmares. Can you watch it on anything now? Like, is it on any of this you should streaming? Be able to. Probably like, probably Paramount Plus or something. Well, I'll I'll check Maybe. it out. I don't know. I don't think they have all the episodes. If they do, so I'll definitely. I know a lot of people love that show. I'll have to check it out. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so we're in the locker room. Like you said, Sharon's overdressed. They're talking about some party, and they're kind of walking out, and they passed Angela, who's kind of looking very awkward and shy and looking around at everybody, and her voiceover says, the worst feeling is suddenly realizing that. She, like, looks at her chest and looks at the girls passing by. You don't measure up. And that in the past, when you thought you did, you were a fool. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, so hard. 
It's harsh, but it's so true, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's so true to life. That's why I always loved her her narration. Because mm -hmm. you're like, yep, that's an observation I've had. Yeah. Similar to one I've had. Yep. It's, it's so spot on, this show. <laughs> okay, so Ricky, now we're outside at lunch, and Brian and Ricky are kind of looking at Kyle and Sharon holding hands. And, of course, Kyle's getting frisky again. And Brian says, they've been holding hands for, like, two weeks. I'm serious. They never let go. I mean, it's like their hands have been surgically implanted, you know? I mean, how do they eat? <laughs> and then Ricky and Ricky and Brian kind of have a little bonding moment and they're talking about how like all of a sudden people are just coupling up and they, they kind of miss the boat on that and Yeah, Brian's like, I wasn't expecting this. Did we cover this? Was I absent that day? And Ricky's like, You know I was <laughs> It was a cute little moment between the two of them. I like the, this bonding in this episode because yeah. they kind of they continue this on a little bit later mm -hmm. on down the road where you can like, oh, good. They can have little talks together and it's nice. They're both outcasts in their own little way. Yeah, I really I liked this moment. They have another one coming up, which we're going to get into. Mm -hmm. All right. But now we're we're back in the school hallway and Sharon confronts Kyle. So. Would you like to read some lines with me, Dustin? Yes. Let's do a little rewatch recap theater. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't know why it's royal, but it is. <laughs> it should be. So Kay has generously typed up the script between Kyle and Sharon. Um, do you want to be Kyle or Sharon? <laughs> hmm. I'll just I'll be Sharon since because I bolded it out in my <laughs> thing. So I know. Okay. I know. I've already got it ready to go. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, I'll start off. <clears throat> well, I got to go to practice. And he goes to kiss her. Mm. <laughs> what? D does my breath smell? So, what do you guys talk about at practice? What? Just give me an idea on the topics of your friends. What's the hot topic of conversation? There's no topics. I mean, I don't know what you mean. Like, you don't know about the poll? Because you know who did it, right? I mean, I mean, it was you and your jock friends, wasn't it? Yeah. I know some of the guys who did it. But, I mean, I wasn't there. So does it really bother you or something? Guess how many people have asked me out since that stupid poll came out. What people? Guess. What people I, like, know? Eight people asked me out, Kyle, okay? Since Tuesday. Well, who? Who? Wally Hennessy? You must think I'm really stupid, huh? So wait, who's asking you out? You know, even before the poll, I had my suspicions that you were just... That you didn't really, like, actually like me. I mean, I mean for real. So good. Okay. I know why you asked me out now. The big mystery is all cleared up now. So, goodbye. Wait, Sharon, hold it. You're saying you're breaking up with me because of what it said on some poll? Oh, you're so perceptive. Yay. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Take a bow. Take a bow. That was Curtsy if you want. Fun. <laughs> fun. So, if you in. So, yeah. So, we find out Kyle is kind of part of that poll making and Sharon's not happy about it and she breaks up with him in the hallway. And he's also an idiot. Yeah, I mean, he's real stupid. I feel like he's really stupid. 
<laughs> I feel like a lot of the like male romantic parts in this show are just real stupid. <laughs> Very clueless too. Yeah. yeah. They are. They are. Hmm. And then the deep thoughtful guys just don't get anywhere with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> just like life. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. but Yeah, no. I was just kidding. I know. Okay, so now, <laughs> now we're at a department store. And Patty and Angela walk up to a makeup counter. And the clerk says, pretty girl. <laughs> Patty automatically assumes he's talking about her. But he's actually referring to Angela, saying she has gorgeous skin. And Angela just says, yeah, right. <laughs> Patty says, Angela, thank you will suffice. We've entered a mother-daughter fashion show together. And the cosmetic guy says, oh? And Angela says, we, you entered us. And the cosmetic guy says, well, you know, I do makeovers. I could do one for her for the fashion show if you're interested. And Patty, like, jumps on it. She's like, really? Well, that might be fun, right? (laughs) And, of course, Angela takes it the wrong way. You think I need a makeover? And then (laughs) Patty says, I didn't say you need it. I... (sighs) Never mind. And then the clerk offers Patty a product to smooth the fine lines around her eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. This guy is so cringeworthy <laughs> just from the moment he appears on screen. I know. Because he's like in their face almost. Yeah. Like, I could do one for her if you like, if you're interested. And then he's like, that product is amazing. She's looking at something. He was all those tiny lines around your eyes. It actually smooths them. And she's like, he was, should I wrap that up? She goes, yes. <laughs> she's like, just very bitterly, mm-hmm, shut your yeah, mouth. Give it to me. Yeah, even just the first like, pretty girl. Like, that's just creepy, dude. <laughs> Who does that? Like, I don't care if you're gay or straight. Don't do that. No. He's, don't do that. Don't let that be your first line. He's trying to make sales, you know? but he's he's... He needs a better approach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it worked. She bought the stuff. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he shamed her into it. <laughs> he did. That's true. It's just kind of real catty. Like, those little fine lines around your eyes. Fuck you, clerk guy. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Oh, all right. So now we're back at Angela's house. And Patty is frantically sewing, working on their outfits for the fashion show. And she's trying to fit the pattern to Angela. She's talking. She's like, oh, I really love this fabric. Don't you love it? Couldn't you just eat it? And Angela says, I'm not hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And they kind of have this exchange. And then Patty tries to give her advice on how to handle her zit, which totally grosses Angela out because her mom mentioned something like using a a swab. And she's just like, ew, don't use the word swab. (laughs) For some reason, that's the word that (laughs) triggers her. Um, poor Danielle in the background too she's like I love the fabric everything she's like trying to really get her mom's attention you can tell and then like she was like use a swap and then like Danielle's like let me see and she looks at it and she says ew <laughs> yuck got the zit on her chin oh Danielle's uh, the best <laughs> I love Danielle and then yeah Angela's tells Patty that she may not want to do the fashion show after all. And then, of course, Patty lays into her about how much work she's put into it. And so Angela kind of gives in again. And then I wrote, you already said this, but I wrote, meanwhile, poor Danielle is trying so hard to be involved and get attention, but per use, she's ignored. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing, I swear. Just always ignored. Didn't you say? I kept thinking, I was like, 
Sorry. If they ever brought the show back, it should be focused on Danielle. Oh, yeah. Like her having kids and everything. Oh and then, God. and you know what I mean? And maybe focus on the her youngest child. Yeah. Since she was the younger child. It would be kind of the you know same mm-hmm. Patty Angela thing going on. And maybe just have Claire Dane show up as like that cool aunt. Yeah. Or something, you know. I, I, I kind of <laughs> picture Danielle as an adult woman, like like a really cold, heartless, like Wall Street businesswoman because she's just been so ignored her whole life. She's just like everybody. She's just got walls. I that glass ceiling. She's got walls built up around her now. She's going to take shit from anybody. <laughs> so she's like the male, the female lead protagonist in like a Hallmark movie almost. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just waiting to break down in the small town. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we should write some fan fiction. <laughs> we really should. <laughs> Let's do it. Contact Lisa Wilhoyt and uh, get her to reprise her role. Is that who paid? Reprise, reprise. Is that who played Danielle? Mm-hmm. Lisa Wilhoyt? We- Wilhoyt? Wilhoyt. Wilhoyt. Okay. W-I-L-H-O-I-T. Will Hoyt. Will Hoyt. Or I think it's Hoyt. It sounds like oh, Hoyt. Hoyt? Hoyt? Well, Hoyt? I'm you sure know, that's how like it's that. pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled Will Hoyt, but it's pronounced Smith. Yes, okay. that's right. <laughs> Smith. Smith. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> we, okay. We are back in history class now, and they're watching a speech from... Malcolm X, um, and mm-hmm. he's going on and on about being how like who taught you to hate your skin, who taught you to hate your hair, going on in this nice like kind of beautiful beautiful speech about who taught you to hate who you are, hate what God gave right. you, um, and then it cut- which somehow falls into the theme of the oh. episode. <laughs> somehow Shocker. that happens, yeah, um, and then we're kind of. Um, going back into the teacher reading from Metamorphosis, and while he's reading, we get this this montage of scenes. So we have Angela running into Jordan, talking to the hottest girl, and she immediately covers her Casey zit. Hall. Yeah, she immediately covers up her zit. Ricky walks into the men's bathroom full of guys, and he looks clearly uncomfortable. Rayanne, of, of course, surrounded by boys while she's telling an elaborate story. And then she, soaking up that attention. Oh yeah, she loves it. And then Sharon's walking down the hall, self-consciously covering her chest. And then back in the back, back in the classroom, Brian is again shamelessly staring at Sharon's boobs while Jordan is asleep on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear him? That was the voice of an animal. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. That's one of the lines from Metamorphosis yeah. at the end of it. Like the whole narration that. What is it? I think his name is Mr. Rinaldi. He's yeah. like the Spanish teacher still. Yep. He's do- taking over the English class. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Now we're back in the band room and Sharon is in there alone practicing. And Kyle comes in and ends up like stealing her shoe. He like takes the shoe off of her foot and he's trying to get her attention, trying to get her to listen to him. And like as they're having this kind of exchange, she's trying to get her shoe. Brian walks in and they kind of look at him and then kick him out. And of being just like the total creep he is this whole episode, he just stays outside the door <laughs> and is just peeking in to see what's going to happen between Kyle and Sharon in the band room. And like as he's peeking in, Ricky walks up <laughs> and Ricky's like, 
what? Who's in there? And Brian said, Sharon and that guy. And Ricky's like, oh, so what? The kissing? More than kissing? And Brian, like, all kind of, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Suspiciously or whatever. Or he's like, he was, like, making her beg for her shoe. <laughs> and Ricky laughs and is like, wow, I've never heard of that. <laughs> like, they're making it this, like, <laughs> totally salacious thing. <laughs> Another cute little Brian and Ricky bonding moment. I love those. No. So in the band room, Kyle says he won't give his shoe back until she listens to him. And so they're talking and he he tells her that her looks got his attention, but it's not the whole reason he wanted to go out with her. So she asks him what else? And he says, well, her smile. She's always in a good mood and that it seemed like she liked him. And he says, it's not just what you got. It's your whole. It's you. But then he says, the fact that he goes, he's, he says, it's your hole. Yeah. Which hole are we talking about? Um, yeah. um, but then he also says he's happy she has the boobs. And then they kiss and make up. <laughs> so. He goes like, well, he says, I'm happy you've got it. Yeah. Why aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she said, doesn't she say like, I'm working on it or something? Yeah. My kitten just jumped but, up on the uh, Meanwhile, table. outside the room, like Brian and Ricky are kind of having a stakeout waiting for them to come out or something mm-hmm. outside the room. And Ricky's telling Brian about like the reason why he started wearing eyeliner yeah. was because he read about the Egyptians <laughs> wearing it to ward off evil spirits. Yeah. He was like, oh, so that's why you wear it? He goes, no, I just like how it looks. Yeah. <laughs> this whole story. And then he's like, that's not why. <laughs> what am I favorite? Can I take over this part about this, uh, this cover girl thing? Sure. The bathroom? Yeah. Okay. So... So Angela, earlier on when Patty and Camille were talking, they start, they bring up this, oh, look at this. And the the name of the magazine is American Gal (laughs) and whatever. It looks like any typical like type of magazine, I guess, back in the 90s now too. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, they're talking about, oh, this girl's on every cover. She's perfect, whatever. And so Angela's looking at the American Gal cover girl. And then all of a sudden, like the girl just shows up in the bathroom with her. Right. Yeah. And she's like, what? What are you doing here? Like, oh, my God. And the, this cover girl who is, let me bring up, she's played by an actress named Tracy Lindsay, a.k.a. Tracy Melchior. I guess she got married or something. Okay. Anyway, um, she's a blonde or whatever. She kind of looks, she does look like she could have been a model, like a Giselle yeah. looking type. Yeah. You know, but uh she, you know, tough girl's like, oh, my God, look at me. My hair is out of control. She was like, you're so lucky. You have that kind of hair you don't have to mess with. <laughs> she was, oh, my God, I have all these dark circles under my eyes. She was like, my boyfriend had me out, takes me partying out every night. Lucky you. You look like you get a good night's sleep every night. <laughs> and she's like, I always have to, you know, she just starts casually talking about, like, yeah, I have to go out with him because he's always t- taking me places. He's always telling me how he's thinking of me. And you know, like, do you have a boyfriend? And Angela's like, no. She's like, oh my God, you are so lucky. <laughs> and Angela looks over, she goes, what are you doing here? And the girl says, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't have to go to the bathroom, like ever. <laughs> and then she fades away. <laughs> and that's when Rayanne shows up and starts talking to yeah. her. It, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> that was a fun scene. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, 
All right. So now we're back in Angela's room and Angela's looking in the mirror at her zit again and Rand tells her to just pop it already. And <laughs> Angela says, won't it cause a scar? And she says, life causes a scar. <laughs> she was like, damn, Rand, deep. <laughs> Here she goes, anything causes a scar. Living causes yeah. a scar. My mother has a huge scar from having me. Does that mean I should have never been born? Yeah. And Angel's like, should I, so I should just pop it? Yeah. And Fran's like, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go. I can't get out. You know. Gotta get out of here. Oh my God. Which, what's funny is that Ricky is there, but he's not in the room with them. Yeah. He's already downstairs. Hanging out with Patty. And yeah, he's like looking at her design. He was nice design. It reminds me of Mary Quant. I don't even know who the hell that is. I don't but, either. Um, that's what Patty was going for. Mm-hmm. So Patty was like, well, mm, I like you now. Mm-hmm. You know, she kind of liked Ricky now. Little things like that, you know. Yeah. So Angela is trying on the dress that Patty made for the fashion show, which is hideous, by the way. Oh, my God. So ugly. But I guess that's very plain. It, I mean, I guess it was kind of 90s-ish. Not for teenagers, but like. 90s mom fashion i don't know it's it's ugly um and of course angela is being moody again and but she tries to lighten the mood and she starts laughing she's like we look like a warped version of the patty duke show and starts laughing she's like get it patty patty duke (laughs) and like patty's just not having it and she says she should enjoy getting dressed up and looking her best and when Angela asks, looking her best for who, Patty says for herself. And then this part's this part's sad. Like Angela kind of breaks down and says, just face it. Like, I'm ugly. You should accept that. I have. You expect me to be beautiful because you're beautiful. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm just not. And she's like crying. And it's so sad. <laughs> I know. What a way to be self-deprecating and complimentary at the same time. <laughs> <I know. laughs> It's just like a heartbreaking <laughs> moment there. It really is. And it feels like, you know, I swear Claire Danes is such a natural. This is like one of her big roles, mm-hmm. the first big role. And she just like, you feel it. You feel that she is starting to truly believe this. Yeah. You know, because of a damn zit and because yeah. she's not popular and because she hasn't gotten the boy she has a crush on mm-hmm. yet, you know, and just it sucks. I know. She's comparing herself to everybody that's getting attention and yeah oh man teenage years are awful yeah yeah understatement yeah (laughs) so back in in graham and patty's room um graham tells patty that she's obsessed with this fashion show because she needs approval and she kind of lost perspective and didn't see how this was highlighting angela's self-consciousness Patty says, well, I blew it. She feels terrible about herself, and my timing couldn't have been worse. I mean, the poor thing's former best friends voted Miss Bosom, and all she gets is a pimple. (laughs) (laughs) And then they kind (laughs) of... They go back and forth. Well, that's when Graham was like, well, she got it for me. Yeah. He was like, what? You know, because I had zits, you know. She was like, oh, whatever. I had pimples. Everybody had pimples. Oh, that's right. You had one, that single perfect rose. <laughs> yeah. And he was, meanwhile, my face was an inta- was an Italian entree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like. And that's. Sorry, go ahead. You no, know, Patty starts going, well, well, you know, just like men, you, you get more attractive and more desirable the older you get. Of course, you'll die sooner. Yeah. And then Graham's like, well, we better have sex right now then because, you know. Such a such a dude response. 
I gotta die. No, it's awesome. Though. I better have sex. I love Graham. <laughs> In some ways, I just love this whole conversation. I know it's so good. I'm like towards because she. She loves to stop him in the middle of like kissing and making out to ask like philosophical questions. Yeah. <laughs> and so she goes, Do you think there's anybody in this world who really believes that they're beautiful? And he goes, Um, RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, Oh my God, I yeah. can't believe you know who RuPaul is. <laughs> Labbergasted. He even knows who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Their exchanges are, are comical, even when they're not. I mean, that one was meant to be comical, but. A lot of them are just comical because they're such weird conversations. But they're they're real. Yeah. They're so like close to like how people really have conversations, mm-hmm. just jumping back and forth. And, you know, it's just nonsensical sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. All right. So in the classroom again, Jordan is asking Brian about class assignment and that says if he doesn't finish it, he's going to be put back in remedial And Brian tells him and Ricky all about the metamorphosis and how the character in the book, his family kills him because he's a big cockroach. And then Sharon says, the point is he's still the same inside, no matter what he looks like. And then, of course, Jordan and classic Jordan fashion asks, so that metamorphosis story, it's made up, right? (laughs) (laughs) You dumbass. (laughs) He's so fucking dumb. He's so stupid. Oh Lord! God love him. And that's yeah. Rayanne shows up to pull Ricky out of the class, and she turns to Brian. She goes, "So crack out. How come you never ask me over anymore?" Yeah. And Jordan's like, "She wants you, man. Go for it." <laughs> I didn't know Brian's like, "Huh? What? <laughs> okay. Lord. Boy. Back in the girls' restroom. They spend a lot of time in the girls' restroom in this show. Um, I mean, they really do. Yeah." But it's round two for Sharon and Angela. Yep. So Sharon and Angela are in the restroom. And Sharon asks Angela if she's going to the fashion show. She says she was going to, but she's not now. And Sarah said she isn't either. Then she asks, why do girls have to tear each other down? And Angela says, I guess because they're jealous. I mean, I was of you for having what you have. And Sharon says, do you know how many times this week I wish I had what you have? And Angela says, I don't have anything. To which Sharon replies, exactly. And so they're kind of, they start bonding over this old Girl Scout, like, poem or saying, <laughs> like, when they were kids. <laughs> yeah, she, Angela's like, what do you mean, sell more cookies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that, okay, so and Sharon starts off the saying, but Angela finishes. She was like, what you have is God's gift to you. What you do with what you have is your gift to God, right? Mm-hmm. And like she was what you have or what your gift is or what your and then Angela finishes it off. She was like, I can't believe you remember that. I'm like, first of all, Angela, you're yeah. the one who remembered it. <laughs> you finished yeah, it. I just thought that was Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there But then that awkward moment comes yeah, up. Yeah, they're like, you know, sharing a moment and then Rayanne walks in and kind of ruins the whole moment. And Sharon leaves and Rayanne says, If you want to be friends with her again, that's fine. And Angela says, I don't. Rayanne says, okay, but maybe you do. After all, she's not a slut yet. And Angela says, you know what? How many guys you do or do not sleep with is like so none of my business. It has nothing to do with our friendship, okay? And then they have that little moment there. No. After school special. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So now uh, back at Angela's house. Oh, 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 oh. what did I miss? 
No, this is one of my favorite uh, Danielle things. Can I do it? Yeah. Okay. Because Danielle said the episode, she was doing it earlier too. Yes. She, goes, she starts, turn on the radio. What do you hear? 25 cheerleaders doing a cheer. Firecracker, firecracker, boom, boom, boom. Boys got the muscles. Teachers got the brains. The girls got the sexy legs. So we win the game. And Angela's like, stop it. Shut up with that she's sexist like, what cheer. <laughs> she's like, it's not sexist. The girls win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not what they're saying, Danielle, but that's okay. (laughs) She's young. She doesn't get it quite yet. (laughs) The girls win. The girls win. And she's like, just because mom's mad at you because you don't want to do the fashion show. I mean, I know she really wanted you to. Angela says, yeah, it's her dream that I magically turn into this perfect pretty daughter that she can show off and take all the credit for. Too bad I I don't quite measure up. And Danielle says, well, you do more than I do. And Angela's kind of taken aback. She's like, what? Hmm? And Daniel's like, it's true. I mean, face it. Who does she pick to do it with? I mean, not that I really wanted to do it that much. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> There's like a re- finally like a real kind of exchange and moment between the two of them. I know. And Angela finally gets her head out of her <laughs> ass and realizes that her little sister has been basically saying this the entire episode. She's like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Duh. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So now Angela's... And that's when... Sorry, go ahead. That's when Angela goes to Mm -hmm. apologize to Patty. Yeah, Yeah, so she's like standing at her parents' door and Graham notices that something needs to happen, so he kind of leaves. And she apologizes to Patty for wasting her time with the the fashion show. Then Angela picks up a picture of kind of a younger Patty and asks if she just loved being pretty. And Patty says she never let herself feel like she was, and she wishes she was able to enjoy it. And then she tells Angela that's all she wants for her is to enjoy what she really is. And then Angela finally decides to pop her zit and asks, <laughs> asks for cotton swabs. And then <laughs> tells Patty she knows someone who would do the fashion show with her. Sorry, my cat is walking across the computer. <laughs> Kitty, no. Kitty, no. God, yeah, I, she like totally lost my spot in my notes. <laughs> Well, when she told you, she was like, I guess, you know, I don't know who I'm going to do the dance. She was, well, I think I know you have somebody you can do the fashion show with. And it cuts to the fashion yeah. show, Patty and Danielle mm-hmm. walking out to Return to Innocence oh, by Enigma. Yeah. So 90s. Which is the <laughs> the perfect song for this fashion mm-hmm. show. So I love that song still. I love Enigma. I put it on my Dustin Can, uh, <laughs> my Dustin can Listen playlist on Spotify. So It's good. It's a great song. Yeah. So they're they're at this wonderfully horrific fashion show with just all of the horrible horrible fashions of the 90s and what is up with danielle's overly crimped hair <laughs> i don't know was it and like why did patty include this like pink chiffon friend uh, you know collar around the necks of this dress it made it look a lot worse yeah it was not <laughs> i mean it was better than some of the other things going on at that fashion show, but oh yeah, but it still was just like no. Mm-mm. I kind of like Camille in uh, Sharon's outfits, the little black with the plaid. Oh, I don't know if I, I remember like black it. with red plaid skirts. Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah. cute. Not as bad. I, I just remember there was one that was like shorts or something, and I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> What's mm-hmm. going on there? Um. But in the back, Angela, who looks fucking amazing, by the way, like 
That was my style. She had that like velvet dress on, and I think she had like a little braid, flowy cuffs. Yes, for the, oh, yeah, like she looked gorgeous, kind of gothic looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved it. And her and Ray and Ricky are in the back, kind of watching the show, and then like kind of teary eyed. Angela's voiceover says, "Sometimes it seems like we're all living in some kind of prison, and the crime is how much we hate ourselves." It's good to get really dressed up every once in a while and admit the truth that when you really look closely, people are so strange and so complicated that they're actually beautiful. Possibly even me. It's like, oh. (laughs) And that's where it ends. Mm -hmm. That episode fades out on that. And she's crying, just happy for her mom and her sister. Mm -hmm. And. I loved this line at the end. I have always loved this line at the end. It, it always kind of makes me get teary eyed yeah. and want to cry because I felt, you know, everybody, not only about everybody, but I know a lot of people felt ugly in high school. I had a lot of pimples. I was, I mean, I had the, you know, I had the kind that were the red bumps. Yeah. I don't know what you would call black. I don't remember having a black head. I don't know what that was. They're probably, oh, it looks black. I'm like, well, I didn't have that. I had red bumps mm-hmm. and I had white heads. Yeah. And it sucked. And, um, I, thankfully, I didn't pop a lot of them, so I don't have a lot of scars. Yeah. But um, I was bony. I was, you know, skinny, bony kid, pale, I'm still kind of pale now, <laughs> and gawky, you know what I mean? Like, and I, it sucked, but I, it always made me feel a little better every time I watched this episode. I, that's why I called this my TV therapy. Yeah. I would watch this and be like, I'm pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty too, mama. I'm a pretty girl. <laughs> I mean, I definitely teared up watching it when I was writing up this the, the synopsis. It was just like it's just such a beautiful it's just such a beautiful like sentiment at the end. After all of this, like everybody in this episode is going through their own turmoil of self-consciousness no matter what the age. Like they're all kind of going through their own thing and then it just wraps it up so like nice at the end. <laughs> It is. It's so nice. Oh, but I remembered watching the end credits and you see Ricky, Angel, and Rayanne working on the adapting the dress for right for Danielle, I guess. And they're the ones who put the mm. freaking pink chiffon oh, collar yeah. on. It. I forgot about that part. Yeah. So I'm over going, oh, they're the culprits. <laughs> you asses. It looked better before. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. It's a it was a good episode. It really was. I like it. And thank you for taking over for the recap. You're welcome. I hope I did okay. <laughs> you did. You did great. Yay. I figured that would be the best one for you because this is mainly about teenage girls, body images, yeah. you know, and whatnot. And so I was like, you've been a teenage girl. You know how about that goes. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Ooh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. For sure. My goodness. Well, hopefully we all feel a little better about ourselves. We all decide to put on that nice outfit and get dressed up every once in a while and admit that we're pretty sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've all learned a lesson. So if you haven't, go rewatch this episode, damn it. Do it. And do it. Do it now. <laughs> do it. That. So that's it. So if you have any questions or comments or if you want to give us any suggestions on, again, what the hell, how would you describe Corny? Mm-hmm. We would love that. Reach out to uh, Kay. And Kay, tell them your credentials. Oh, you can find me on any of the socials at Pod. That's, okay. that's it. And, <laughs> and you can find Fuck My Work Life basically anywhere podcasts are played. Make sure you listen. That's a fun show. That's right. Her and her husband, Jay. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why it's called FMLW Pod. That's right. <laughs> 
The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening once again. We'll see you next Monday for episode six. And talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.